Hi everyone, welcome back to another installment of the Random Joe Show. Today is March 26, 2018, and I'm here to give you another 38-minute impression, this time of System Shock 2. If you're wondering what this is, it's when I sit down and play a random game in my collection for at least 38 minutes, and then share with you my impressions about that game. This is in the interest of revisiting favorites I haven't played in a while, and playing games that I picked up but never got around to experiencing. Each time I'll use a random number generated to select at random a game from my collection, play it, and then get a chance to, uh, to kind of tell you guys about what I think about it. Now, the, uh, the Random Joe Show podcast proper really is going to be about a, a 25, 30-minute-plus kind of show where I focus on one game that we all kind of play together during the week, and then we discuss it kind of like a video game book club. But these 38-minute impressions are more of a, a quick take that I have about the game, telling you what I liked, what I disliked, and uh, my general impression of the game, and if I plan on continuing to play it, in hopes that these things would encourage you to either check out games that you hadn't heard of, or if they pique your interest, to revisit them in your own libraries. Now, these will be quite a bit shorter, about five to ten minutes, as I kind of evaluate what I experienced, and uh, and, and I'm shooting for that as the kind of the thing to do. In addition, I'll be releasing these 38-minute impressions throughout the week, trying to shoot one or two of them, um, shoot for one or two of them that will be released in, during the week and then having my weekend episode be the episode proper. So as you kind of are ready for a schedule, that's kind of what we're going to be hoping to get done as we move forward. Now, perhaps you've played this game, System Shock 2, um, but I haven't. And uh, this was my first experience and foray into the game. This is Ken Levine's old studio, um, and as he was founding and creating Irrational Games, which you may know from Bioshock. And uh, Ken Levine is definitely, uh, his fingerprints from the Bioshock games are definitely on this. And in a lot of ways, I can see St System Shock 2 as kind of the bringing to bear of some of these experiments on that kind of game. Uh, it is a sci-fi suspense RPG shooter, very much in the vein of something like Bioshock. And uh, really, Bioshock inherits its DNA from this game. It was extremely well-received, getting a, a 92 Metacritic, and uh, it was released around 1999 as a PC-only game, and it really does lean into the complexities uh, of the PC in a way that honestly wouldn't really work on a console in terms of its UI, in terms of its direction, uh, some of the ways that the game is put together. So here are my experiences having not played it before. Maybe you have, uh, but this is my experience having been totally fresh to the, to the game. Uh, what I liked was, A, it was really complex. There were some really interesting ways that it was setting the game up from the very beginning. They start you off basically as a space marine, or you can even choose which branch of the military you're going into, and that has some kind of bearing on your stats or the dialogue. I wasn't exactly sure. And then they ask you to choose your pathways in training, and you basically choose what your assignments are going to be for the first three years of your military career. Those things then give you stats that then determine the starting point for your character. And I thought that the complexities that the game presented you with 
were in some ways kind of alarming, but really gave you the idea that you were entering into something that was going to require thought, that was going to have consequences, that was going to have weight. And I felt like the complexity of the game serves to kind of set you up for what you're in store for. Now, granted, I only played it for about an hour, so I don't really know exactly all of the intricacies that it's going to set you up for, but I really got the feel of of complexity from the beginning and it really invited me and I'm not sure if that's just because we live in an age where everything is pared down and I, and I do think that there is advantage to the way that Bioshock presented this kind of game both in terms of present presenting each of the different uh, skills and abilities slower one at a time with a story background it, it didn't do this in this game but what it did do was it said hey you've got all these cybernetic implants and as you begin to explore them, you find that there's just a tremendous amount of freedom in terms of what kinds of upgrades and opportunities you have in developing your skill set. So the complexity there was endearing to me as it, as it kind of got started. The game also has a phenomenal setting. You're sent to investigate this ship that was sent as a, as a pioneering vessel that would travel into space and take colonists, but obviously something has gone terribly wrong. And as you enter into this, into this ship, everything's collapsing and breaking and things are exploding and it's telling you to, to get to cover and there's corpses on the ground that have data logs that tell some of the story. And, and the setting is really wonderful. It really does intrigue me and, and it's one of the reasons why as I played it, I, I really want to find out what happened to this place. There's one moment very early in the game where they tell you to go look for this doctor because he's the one that will help you to get into the next area. And you go into the med bay and he's literally hanging there that he's, you know, he, he killed himself because of all of the insanity that's happened. And it's those kinds of moments that really solidify this, this cool story that they're about to tell you. In many ways, it, it really does shine in the way that Bioshock's story draws you in and causes you to wonder about the world. And that draws me into my third thing that I really liked about the game was, was its amazing atmosphere. Even though the game doesn't have high-end fidelity graphics by today's standard, I mean, the game's almost 20 years old, it does very well with what it has in the game. Even down to the, the UI and, and the way that that's set up with the cybernetic improvements that you're given, or the buttons on the pad and how you hack into the various aspects of and move through and progress through the areas. It was really cool the way that they had the atmosphere. It was genuinely creepy and it was really spooky. It legitimately had me on edge. And I'm I'm somebody that's I don't like to play spooky games. I'm just it's just not my thing. But I like a game that leverages some of the attributes of those kind of suspense genres and doesn't make it all about that. I jumped a couple times and it wasn't because they were jump scares, but because the foreboding atmosphere of the level really drew me in. And when anything went wrong or if I heard something, uh, it was, it was alarming and, and it was really cool the way that they integrated those aspects to it. Once again, if you've played Bioshock, you're no stranger to the reality that it has this extremely creepy and, and, and kind of dis, dis, uh, disquieting atmosphere. And, uh, and this really is very similar. You're, 
you're going on the board the ship with a rogue AI and you're trying to figure out what happened and it, it really was reminiscent of something like Dead Space where everything's gone wrong and you're trying to put the pieces together or like the original Bioshock. So the atmosphere and the setting were really tremendous and they hold up even to this day. Even though the graphics don't, the atmosphere and setting that's leveraged there still stands true and stands the test of time. Now, for, for the things I didn't like, there's a lot of old game stuff in this. Aspects of the design that have been refined to create a better player experience. Things like auto-saving. There is an auto-save feature, but I didn't get far enough to really have it be helpful. Uh, the game is very difficult. It is very punishing. Like many games from that era, it doesn't hold your hand. And when you do die, it sends you back pretty far. So there were several times where I didn't know how to save or what to save, or I didn't have the proper equipment to save. Very similar to what you saw in a game like Resident Evil, where you had to have a certain currency in order to save the game. It felt like there were certain aspects of saving and whatnot. I didn't get totally into it, but it felt like I was needing something I didn't have or that I couldn't access that in the way that I needed to. And so when I would die, which was inevitable because I'm getting rushed by these zombie people and these rogue systems in the ship because um, I'm wandering around and I have no idea what I'm doing, it just felt like there's some rough edges there that are not entirely there by design by today's standards. Things that inhibited my ability to enjoy it. Uh, there was also a high level of density early on. Really, in, and it's not that a game has to switch all the way to where things are now, where things are so tutorialized that you spend the first several hours being tutorialized. This game really throws you in the deep end and, and causes you to just say, figure it out. Here's your upgrade tree. There are dozens and dozens of possibilities. You have seven nanites. You can't purchase any upgrades. Here are all of the stat trees. Here are all of the skill trees. Here are all of the ability trees. Here are all of the all of the skills. You can invest in any of these things, but you need like 15 nanites to purchase the first upgrade on any of the trees. And it just felt like I was very overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do or how to do it or in what order to do it. And it felt like as I was progressing through, I didn't have a clear understanding of which direction I was supposed to be going. At the same time, as I mentioned before, the setting and the atmosphere kind of carry it. And I wonder if a modern interpretation of this game would be able to provide more context for those different upgrades or present them to you in a way that felt less overwhelming. Even an autosave feature where it took you back to the previous room where you were safe, I feel like would go would, would work wonders for this game, very similar to what Bioshock did. In this game, there is, a, there is something similar to the Bioshock uh, respawn chambers that you have, but instead of those chambers just auto activating automatically, they're actually charged by your nanites, which is one of those currencies that you have. Um, so I felt like there were, there were lots of currencies, there were lots of depth, and it was very dense early on. Now, my overall impressions of this game, I would love to see some more of this game. And if I do, it will probably be with a guide right next to me. I feel like the density of it, the punishing nature of it, and the difficulty will actually have me running it on the lowest difficulty setting, reading the guide, and kind of just going through, because I, I really want to see what happens. I want to understand this game that, I, that has been so well-revered, and I understand why it has been. It definitely has a high level of entry, and I think that there's a lot to be said about games that, that make things too easy for the player, and this is certainly not one of them. 
And there is an appeal in ascending that climb to really understand what you're doing. And, and I, I see that, but I don't know that I'm ready to invest the time necessary to gain that satisfaction. So for me, I think I'll probably end up playing more of it, but with that guide. I'd love to see more of its, uh, more of its uh, story and its setting, but it's got just too many obtuse trappings and intricacies for me to really want to, to stay with it long term. But I appreciate you joining me. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this conversation, this discussion. If you have thoughts about System Shock 2, feel free to let me know via Twitter or our Discord. We do have a Discord up. If you would like an invite, let me know. I'm on Twitter at JRMeaden. That's my personal account. And then also the Random Joe Show Twitter. There's no spaces, just Random Joe Show. You can reach out to me there. I'll be talking about games that we're playing, especially this week. The game of the week is Uncharted 2. That's what we're going to do our main length, full length show this weekend on. And if you have any thoughts, feel free to send them my way so that I can include them in that show as per our discussion. Hopefully you're enjoying playing that game and others. Hopefully you're getting a chance to dig into your library and play some of the games that you haven't played as much of. Um, I'm going to be playing Cameo. I think it's Elements of Power, I think is the subtitle for Xbox 360, either later this week or early next week. I'm not necessarily looking forward to that one because uh, my, re my recollections of it were not incredibly positive. <laughs> but we'll try it out, see how it goes, see if I like it, and uh, hopefully at least you, uh, you enjoy my suffering or I, I find something that I like about it. Um, until then, though, if you have any thoughts about System Shock, Cameo, Uncharted 2, let me know. Love to hear from you. Till next time, have fun gaming and have a great week.